This is VOX number 76, Healthy Like the Other. We are in Matthew chapter 12, verses 9 through 14. God give you his peace. In nomine Patris et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. God, our Lord, we ask the grace that all of our intentions, actions, and operations be directed purely to the service and praise of your divine majesty. In nomine Patris et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. He went on from there and entered their synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand, and they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him? He said to them, Which of you who has a sheep, if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out, and it was restored healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. Thus are the words of the Holy Gospel. First, just a quick thank you so much to all my donors and those who pray for me. You really do make my hermit life of prayer possible, as well as my apostles that are both online and in real life. Thank you so much again. Okay, let's take a look at today's first line. He went on from there and entered their synagogue. Now, the Greek there is elthon, elthane, eistane, synagogane, autone. Now, ace is simply in, and synagogon is obviously synagogue, and auton is there. Now, these are very basic words, but they change the visual a lot for us. First, just seeing that Jesus went into a synagogue was itself, for me, really great for the imaginative prayer. I like simply just being with him in the synagogue. Secondly, that word in Greek and English is nearly the same, synagogue. And so that shows us how real all of this is. And then thirdly, it's interesting that word auton is their synagogue, which could be either a theological assertion saying they're their synagogue or just a geographic assertion. I'm not really sure which one. Okay, the next line we have, and a man was there with a withered hand. If you're doing the imaginative way of prayer, don't be afraid to really see this as to use very impious terms like gimp arm or really, really shriveled up, Um, someone who has no use of it at all. Now, the Greek for withered right here is xeron. Xeron means dried, and that word is used to describe deserts and other places. It really is dried up, but that does show you something medical. It shows you how inactive this hand was. I mean, imagine something dried up, literally, and remember, that's not medically inaccurate. Um, when muscles and tissue lose their function, they, they often lose uh, the fluid that's in there, which is water. You know, even in gangrene, which in English sounds kind of like green and swampy, if you've ever seen gang- gangrene, the skin is all dried up. It's actually very, very dry. It's, of course, the worst thing you've ever smelled. I've seen it before. Now, this guy doesn't have gangrene, um, but the point is it's uh, a very minimally functioning arm. In fact, there's no function in it at all. So they call it dried up. It's quite a visual. Okay, the next line, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him? So notice right here, notice that the Pharisees already have this motivation, which is really nefarious because here's the thing. It seems to imply that they know he can heal them, but they want to catch him anyway. You see, they already know this. They already know he's capable of miracles. That's just how evil this trying to, trying to trap him is. They know that he can heal him. And this is the height of malice when you have evil and cannot claim ignorance anymore. Okay, the next line, which one of you who has a sheep, if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, 
will not take hold of it and lift it out. The word there in Greek for pit or ditch is buthonon, or bothunon, I'm sorry, bothunon. If you were to write that in the Latin, it would be B-O-T-H-U-N-O-N. Bothunon is pit or ditch in Greek. And as I've said before, feel free to write in your Bible that word bothunon above whatever word you have in English or Spanish or whatever language you're doing this in. The Latin there is phobium, which I think also means hold. Okay, let's take a look at that verb grab, as in take hold of that sheep or grab that sheep. The word in the Greek there is kratese. If you were to write this out in Latin letters, the English letters, it's K-R-A-T-E-S-E-I. Kratese. Now, when I was doing my own mental prayer on this, I was reminded of something from the book of the Apocalypse where I frequently do my own mental prayer. And it was Apocalypse 3.11. Our Lord says, I am coming soon. Hold fast. That's where we have kratese. Hold fast to what you have so that no one may seize your crown. With everything going on in the world, I keep looking back at or really forward to Apocalypse 3.11, also known as Revelation 3.11. And I'm fascinated at that line. Not fascinated. I'm I'm um, admonished by that line to realize Jesus could return. And whatever tiny merit I have, even if it's just the lowest levels of being in sanctifying grace, I don't want anyone uh, to tempt me into sin to take that from me. Hold fast, grab, hold tight to what you have so that no one may seize your crown. So I noticed in my mental prayer in Matthew 12, this was the same verb as Apocalypse 3.11 has. And so imagine holding fast to your crown, your eternal reward so tight that nobody can snatch it away. Well, that's the same word here that Jesus is using to describe a man reaching into a pit to grab a sheep. It's, it's grabbing something extremely tightly um, that a man having a sheep would not just hold it to pull it out of a pit, but he would have to grasp it very tight. Now, the next verb there is raise. And so this obviously reminds me of raising someone from sin. You have to grab tight and lift them out of the pit. And this is what happens anytime we go to confession that Jesus, through the priest, takes us from this pit, but he grabs us tight and he lifts us out of it. Um, and so there's a, uh, I think there's somewhat of a analogy to redemption in this whole thing, even though we're talking about the arm being healed. Now, it's a little bit ironic because this man has a totally dried up, shriveled up gimp of an arm that you can't even use at all. There's really no arm to grab. I don't know if you caught a little bit of that irony in there. You know, if you have a sheep that has four good limbs, you can still grab it. It's quite a bit harder to uh, pull something that has a totally shriveled up limb out of its fit. But this is maybe the irony um, of what Jesus is describing here. or Maybe I'm just reading into it. Okay, the next line of how much more value is a man than a sheep. So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. That's Matthew 12, 12. Now the Greek there in the verse for that word worth is very interesting. The word in Greek is diaphere, if you'd write that not in the Cyrillic, but the Latin alphabet it would be D-I-A-P-H-E-R-E-I. And that means to carry, to carry through, to differ, to test or prove, or to make a difference, or be of importance. That's a long definition, but really the best translation I'm proposing here for that verb is to be of worth. Diafere means to be of worth. So, poso un diafere anthropos probatu. Literally, so much more, therefore, worth man sheep. Some of these words are implied in the Greek. 
so much more, therefore, worth man sheep. And you can hear anthropos there is, of course, man. In other words, Jesus is saying, even you selfish Pharisees would pull a poor sheep out of a hole on a Sabbath. But if you understood the law of God, so much the more would you understand a man is worth rescuing any day of the week, including a Sabbath. Again, poso, so much. Diafere, worth anthropos, man. Probatu is sheep. Now, this is an argument a fortiori, meaning, according to Wikipedia, a form of argumentation that draws upon existing confidence in a proposition to argue in favor of a second proposition that is held to be implicit in and even more certain than the first. That's Wikipedia's definition. So what is the existing confidence? Well, it's that the Pharisees believed a sheep of their own would be worth rescuing out of a ditch on the Sabbath. And then what is the second proposition that Christ shows to be implicit in that? that a man is worth rescuing that much more. So it is lawful to do on the Sabbath, he says. And then he does just that. Listen again. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hands. And the man stretched it out, and it was restored healthy like the other. If you're doing the imaginative way of prayer, you could even imagine this as yourself or a friend of yours. Be there right in the synagogue in this very situation and really see a man with a withered up, a dried up arm that is totally unusable and Jesus says, stretch it out. He has to do a little bit of the work and immediately or nearly immediately, as long as it would take you to, for, for you to unfurl your arm, he has two healthy hands right here. And I love that Greek word for stretch out. Again, feel free to write it above your own word in the Bible. The Greek is ektenon, spelled in Latin letters E-K-T-E-I-N-O-N. That's just the verb stretch it out or stretched it out, ectenon. And I actually think it's the root word of our word in English, extend, because the Latin for that word in the Vulgate there, the, in the Vulgate went from the Greek to the Latin in the fourth century by St. Jerome. The Latin verb there for extend is extendit, same exact word we have in English, extendit, which is obviously the past conjugation of to extend. And then what happened? Well, it was restored. And the Greek there is apekatestathe, and how good was it restored? Exactly as the other, as it says in Greek. So we picture the shriveled up arm getting healed by Jesus so perfectly that it is as long and as strong as the other, nearly instantaneously, again, at least as quickly as it takes to extend this arm. And the Greek there is hugeis hos he ale, which again means healthy like the other. Hugeis, healthy, hos, as, sounds like our English as, a is the, and ale is other. Hence the name of this VLX today, healthy like the other. Healthy like the other hand or arm. So maybe picture again that as your friend if you're doing the imaginative way of prayer. You're in the synagogue with Christ and you see your friend healed. Just how would you glorify God in that situation and thank him? Jesus really worked these miracles. Despite, you know, we have people uh, downplaying miracles of Christ, but he's just a good teacher if these miracles aren't real. This is why we know one of the reasons why I know he's God is because um, he really did heal all these people in Israel 2,000 years ago. Okay, so put it all together. You go into this, this synagogue. We just had numerous VLXs, or several at least, on the Pharisees plotting against Christ, and yet another miracle. But remember, before he does this miracle, he shows them he's not doing anything against the law if they truly understood the law of God. And let's look at that last verse for today. And the man stretched it out and it was restored healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. So again, this is the height of malice that Jesus used logic. Remember, I described an offiture argument to explain to them why they would in fact rescue a sheep on the Sabbath. 
And so Jesus is making this argument to say, so much the more should they be open to a rescue of a broken human being. And then proves this by a miracle, proves he has the authority and the truth and the charity to do it. And then they're plotting how to do what against Jesus. The verb at the end of today's segment is apolesosin. Apolesosin, which in Strong's Dictionary is defined as, get this, to destroy, to abolish, to render useless, to kill, to declare that one must be put to death, to give over to eternal misery and hell, to perish, to be lost, ruined, or destroyed. That is what the Pharisees want for our blessed Lord, for him working a miracle, all because it proves them wrong. But little do they know that the very death and destruction they plan and execute will, in fact, be the deed that rescues the entire world of our sins, especially anyone that receives this healing to live in the light instead of the darkness for the rest of their lives. Please say an Our Father for me that I might do just that. Et benedictio Dei omnipotentis, Pacis Sicidi, Spiritus Santi, Descendit Supervos et Mani et Semper. Amen. 